it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. On KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. I'm talking rainforest sweating. Hell yeah, man. I'm talking swamp sweating. Let's fill the bathtub full of sweat. Doug, have you seen this movie, Sammy Pearl? Uh, I believe I did years ago. It's good. It's so good. I was talking about this on QFTA yesterday. You can check that out, Tim McCurran Show podcast. I believe yesterday was episode 621. I was talking about the movie Semi Pro and how people don't people don't gravitate towards it like other Will Ferrell movies. It's just it's lovely. If you were listening to the Tim, Tim Meadows interview, I guess that was two years ago. I nerded out on that because he's really funny in that movie, and I, I just I you, you get Will Ferrell and you get uh, Woody Harrelson, Andre Three Thousand. That's a great cast. And there was a Semi Pro football movie before, right? Longest Yard, right? No, the name was Semi Pro. Not really. Yeah, look it up. The semi-pro, the best bit of that was the guy, the homeless guy. Who, oh, Dukes. You're talking about Dukes. The, Me? No, uh, Pollock. The, yeah, the, the he, he, this homeless guy got a chance to win like $10,000 that, of course, the team didn't have. It was a promotional thing. They had a yeah. half-court shot. He and he's like just high, and he bar- like he falls asleep, and then the horn wakes him up, and like he just granny styles it and makes it. And he goes, <laughs> well, fair enough. No, he was on the line. And he gave that big check, and he tried to cash it. Yeah, oh. he didn't have the money. Uh, Doug, the movie you're talking about is Semi-Tough. Semi-Tough, that's it. Starring Burt Reynolds, Chris Christopherson, and the great Burt Convy. Yeah, about Dallas Cowboys. T-O-F-T yeah. or T-O-F-F? T-O-U-G-F. Okay. Burt Reynolds, boy. A lot of sports movies for the old former Florida State. Was he a quarterback? Uh, I I think he was running back, maybe. Okay. But no, he, did, not, he played college sure. football. Yeah, he was a good athlete. Florida State. So, yeah. Boy, he looked like a good athlete in that deliverance. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah. It's not easy to find good actors that are good athletes. So uh, John, Robert, Robert Redford looked like he could play baseball in the natural. Denzel's son, John David, you might have seen him in Tenet, Black mm-hmm. Klansman, the movie, uh, the show Ballers, former St. Louis Ram. Played yes, at USC was. and then yeah. was a St. Louis Ram practice squad member. Denzel was here a time or two watching practice, I think. Is that right? If I remember correctly. I love Denzel so damn much. I love any Denzel movie I'm in. Do you? I love okay. Denzel Washington. I feel like I have a good idea or a good idea what Plowsy's nipples look like already. Similar build here so we can so can we please see all see Doug's nipples? Maybe even a little tweaking while looking at the camera would be appreciated. Thanks. That's from Scott's Wrinkled Ballsack. Oh. That's when we go private. That's that's this is again why we need yeah. to go private with the listeners. We need a we need a curtain, a curtain rod, <laughs> just in the corner here where we can say, excuse me, fellas. And we excuse ourselves from the conversation and we go back and we talk private with some people. 
It would be a good for pro- some extra money. You know, if we had like a traffic jam issue where a bunch of people wanted to go private with a bunch of different people, it'd be a good problem to have. You know, we'd have like a waiting so. line. Yeah. You know? Essentially, it would just turn into us. <laughs> Edging the listeners. And I think it'd be great if you could hear us mumbling in the background. <laughs> you see shadows moving. It's not a big studio, so yeah, you, that, you naturally would get some... Why can't we make that happen? Noise. I think we can. I'm sure we can. We could sit back, maybe back here in the corner right by the phone. Yeah. We just pick the phone up old school, hold it to our ear, so everyone can't hear the conversation. Yeah. Well, so you are indeed going private. <laughs> well, the Cuck studio was not a, a well-executed idea at our old station. It was a great room for going private. That it would was been the, perfect. That yeah. would have been, you add a door on the inside of the studio, it would have been a great room to go private in. But here, yeah, we could the guy going some. private sits right next to Plows. He, we, we shut the curtain. He talks on the phone, and you can hear him say things like, what are you wearing? Here you go, Doug. This is what you do. You go, all right, I'm going to a private session. And he does. What are you wearing? <laughs> Why are we missing out on this opportunity? And then you hear him go, mm, that sounds hot. Tell me more. Oh, my God. That would be lovely. You come down, you come back and you're a little sweaty. I'm not sure the rest of the show could continue. We'd want to hear the other conversation. You got like a damn towel that you're patting your face with. You're giving a take about the rotation. Sonny Gray's performance last night. And then, sorry, fellas, I got to go private with this guy. I got Jim on the line here. It's always the guy. Has to be. What lady's going to want that? We don't have any ladies listening. No. Oh. Yeah, that, that, we're missed. That's a missed opportunity. Well, let's make that happen yeah. in 2024. Yeah, Tim's kind of going private right there in the YouTube chat. You can join in on the YouTube chat. This is the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. It is 8:17 here in the fine city of St. Louis. You can text on in on the Jeff Lopman text inbox 314-881-TMA5. Call and we still haven't gotten the phone call yet. And that's kind of pissing me off. 636-904-TMA. Email in for the design, air, heating, and cooling email today. That's the morning after at inside stl.com the standings are as followed blueberry pop pop two w's buck swope holding groins and tilly and grus grundlehort each have a win apiece so you can email in for a chance to enter yourself in those standings design air heat and cooling email today speaking of design air uh plowhawk can i hear a little about design air it's gonna be pretty warm tomorrow could be good ball striking weather but either way you know that the winter weather will return in a major way, so call Design Air. Paul, can I hear about Design Air? Mm-hmm. Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. The place I work with, the place Doug works with, the place Iggy works with, the place we recommend you work with if you have any issues with your furnace. Design Air Heating and Cooling will be out there quick, fast, in a hurry to take care of it. Designairservice.com is where you go. And now you're working with Seth Goldcamp and his incredible staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. It's designairservice.com. They've been in business now four generations. Seth is the fourth generation, and he prides himself on the legacy started by his great-grandfather. And that is customer service number one, no upselling number two. Here's the deal. This is the issue. We're going to fix it. We're going to take care of it. And I don't know how many people over the years, Design Air has been with us, have done business with them and raved about the experience. They're out there super quick and they take care of our listeners. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Uh, Jackson, you look like a 12-year-old in 1995 wearing his oversized Jordan shirt. Sick shirt, though. That's from the Afton Alter Boy. This is the shirt you have on now. This is 3 Pete, 1993 NBA World Champion, Chicago Bulls. Not bad, right? A little old school. I yeah. like it. Uh, all right, so I want to deliver on this tease. 
So I was, uh, I think maybe a listener DM'd me, and thank you to that listener. Maybe, I, and I was like late on it, but I did <gasps> click on it and saw this video of our friend who made the call of the look at this, look at that. I'm sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but can we pull up the the original clip so that oh, we can give some on, context and maybe some new yeah, listeners? Yeah, yeah, you good. The <laughs> roof daddy. So you want the, you're the talking original about one. the... Come on, Plowsy. There's so many Iggy ones, you should see how I have to go through the <laughs> eyes. It's insane. Okay, here we go. Joey Cassidy turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reverse. You might see in football. The penis with the D. Oh, oh, what are they going to do? He's shooting the roof daddy. Outstanding work. So this gentleman, so I guess a listener DM me this new clip. So it's this Manitoba Junior Hockey League. I, it has to be parents calling the games, but they constantly post highlights of it, and then that is the broadcasting. So I guess this guy calls games every once in a while, and we have a new new clip from him. I'm very excited for the listeners to hear this one. Plowhawk, if you could, please hit the lead. Yeah, and I like how the audio files, you could tell when the dude yells. Yeah, okay. no doubt. Ryan, back to the blue line. Hunt's taking a little look. Belik, Belik, gives it back to Hunt. Hunt's really in close. Oh, gives it to Brian. Brian, roof daddy! Get the shingles out. We need to replace them as he went upstairs and there's a hole. (laughs) Fix it before the rain comes. <laughs> okay, get that guy a Not better. Bad. Get that guy a better job. Now he's turning into Zamboni. I actually, oh. this is even if it's a bit, it, his, the voice, the inflection. I always love like in the background the horn, like the hockey horn. Mm-hmm. I think all of it works. Yeah, I do too. This is my white whale. I'm gonna get this guy on the show. Okay. I, that w- I would be so impressed if you could do that because I, ju- I don't even know his name. I don't know much about this Manitoba Junior League. I just know that he is fired. I'll tell you what. I've already got a number. Stop. Oh, how'd you Stop. do that? Stop. Doug, come on. I yeah. feel like Iggy, I feel like I'm, uh, me and Iggy might be on the How did you get a number for this guy? Well, it was pretty easy to find out who the guy was. Okay. All right. Good so fact. I got a name and then, you know. Oh, my God. This could be the best producer we've ever had on this show. Call him right now. Get him on. What time is it in Manitoba? Oh my God! That, Good question. Well, would that be Mountain Time? I don't know. Uh, I think provinces. It's Eastern Time. Yeah, I think Eggie might be right. I think he, I thought it was I Manitoba's Manitoba. Western Canada. Yeah, I thought it? that was West. It's eight twenty-two. It's the it's Central Time. Oh, okay. So. Winnipeg's in Manitoba. His name's Doug. That's right. Really? Yeah. I'll call him and get him on. I'm gonna work on it. Yeah. His name is Doug. Yeah. You yeah, hear him like at the. I, what, what was he doing at this part? Gives it back to Hunt. Hunt's really in close. <laughs> you hear that swallow? That's the biggest really, really. swallow. Yeah. Like, let's try it again. Well, gives it. Okay. Gives it back to Hunt. Hunt's really in close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear the the very last yelp? I think that's going to make for just a lovely drop. Yeah, I'll do like the last. Okay, laugh. hit the lever. Fix it before the rain comes. Woo! <laughs> that guy is magic. I think he knows his first one got all kinds of publicity. Now he's just going to turn it to Zanaboni and just make up stuff. The I, shingle in the hole. That's okay. Fine by if me. It's I think I'm up. all for it now. Everybody I think makes guy, up the call. Yeah, that guy makes it work. Yeah, because well. he's doing he's doing fourth grade hockey. We haven't determined so what it's the not age like he's trying to get is. a job. He's just being funny now. But I think it's teenagers. Okay. Well, gives it to Brian. Brian, roof daddy. Replace them as he went upstairs, and there's a hole. <laughs> Fix it before the rain comes. Fix <laughs> <laughs> it before the rain comes. It almost sounds like he's saying roof tanny. Like, yeah. the, the daddy is a little different. I like that Canadian accent, though. <laughs> that guy is special. 
That's unbelievable. Yeah. We need Roof Daddy shirts ASAP. That's from Mr. Siders. I, we need look at this, look at that, and Roof Daddy mm-hmm. t-shirts. This might get me into hockey. This guy single-handedly might get me into hockey. If they had broadcasters like him calling NHL games, mm-hmm. as I shot at you know, John Kelly or anyone who calls hockey games here locally or nationally, but that guy has something. He's, I don't know what it is, but it's it. He's got it. Did you hear the – have you ever heard any of the calls from the Florida – former Florida Panther announcer? Mm-mm. Oh, that was a good – he's like the original. He does like can movie you bring, Can you bring that up, Plaza, for Jackson? Yeah, I think he actually was. I think he still does. I don't think so. If you look at it, I think there's a collage of him, like seven or eight back-to-back ones, and I forgot his name. But I think if you can pull up, you just look on YouTube for Florida Panther announcer movie I think phrases. I have it here. Oh, well, let's hear it. McCabe back to Bowmeister. Over to the far side. Takes a feed for Bowmeister. Fires. He scores. L.A. face with an Oakland booty. Ballard steps into the middle. <laughs> he and Bo will trade. Ballard, quick strike, shoots, he scores! Ball! The meatloaf! Panthers with a power play goal. They got a one nothing lead. Stillman right out in front. He shoots, he scores! Make me a bicycle, clown! <laughs> Twice swoops in. Puts it back to the left. Point, there's deflected. Loose puck right out in front. There's Booth in the back. And he shoots, he scores! You did the motorboat, didn't you? David Booth gets the goal. <laughs> great. The guy in Pittsburgh had some great ones, too. Yeah, that Moore was great. Mm-hmm. That was the first of, like, it's kind of. Ma the meatloaf is an outstanding call. bicycle Well, clown. they were really rough for a very long time. If you don't remember the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. franchise 10 or 15 years ago, rough. I always L- called them the Carolina Panthers. L.A. So. face with an Oakland booty. That, that means what exactly? It, I, it's got to be a quote from somebody. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, Sir okay. Mix-a-Lot. I'm going to say because I had the Sir Mix-a-Lot, like, in the video, the YouTube, it kind of showcases where the movie quote came from, you know, the mom meatloaf out of the Will Ferrell and the smoking yeah, oh jacket. So good. I actually did a TMA contest um, where we played these and you had to guess what the movie was from or what movie the Oh, the was announcer from. was referring to? We play, we would play a clip and you got to tell us what movie he's referring to. Oh, nice. I tell you, that's a great game. It was kind of fun. Oh, oh, you got to hear his call and then you got to guess. Uh, we have like a billion texts saying that Juniors is ages 16 to 20. But we've gotten a lot of different mm-hmm. texts on that. I believe that seems to it, that seems to be the consensus, and I know there's plenty of people out there. Carlos Spicewiener, he's a Hall of Famer. Junior hockey players are anywhere from age 15 to 20. They aren't in fourth grade, damn it. Also, speaking of T-shirts, where are the Tim McKernan honorable mention 2024 shirts dropping? Figure yeah. you guys would have some merch for the big win. That's from Carlos Spicewiener. That's right, Doug. Number 23, mm-hmm. number 23 in your hearts. Or I'm sorry, number 23 in Barrett. Number one in your hearts. At the very least, he should receive a certificate. Right, right. I don't know if a trophy necessarily for mm-hmm. honorable mention. No, no. Or and a, a check. And a check. Probably a not. check and a certificate. Autograph picture from Barrett. <laughs> Congratulations on your mm. also receiving votes. That's right. That's right. We brought the heat yeah. last year, and we were rewarded for it handsomely. Mike Lang and Pittsburgh, Doug, let's touch That's each it. other's yeah. holes. That's from the recovering alcoholic. Oh, yeah, Mike Lang, he's fantastic, too. He does those type of things? Yeah. Movie quotes? I don't know about movie quote. He makes them up himself. See if you can find some Mike Lang in Pittsburgh, Plowsy. Fingers oh, plowed. I don't mean to upset you. Gosh. Names <laughs> Oh, gosh. Fingers. What is it Mike Lang? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins announcer. Uh, someone F- Funny calls or something. Find anything? Someone said that the hockey club yeah. that this guy calls for was selling T-shirts during prominent winter holiday. They already oh. beat us to it. Oh. Now they're going to go probably go private, too, and we're going to get just left out in the world. Crosby, rich shot. He 
shoots and scores. Oh, get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. Now, a few things are apparent when okay. Now we know where Vin Vogel is Oh, what a play by Osa. He turns goaltender Moran inside out, and he just lost his liquor license. Loose in front. Still a loose puck picked up by Becky. And Sidney Crosby has scored his first goal ever in a Pittsburgh Penguins uniform. Oh, slap beat Sidney. Sidney. Crosby's going to take it off. Koskoma. He shoots and scores. Oh, slap me, silly Sidney. <laughs> Those are good. Here from the power play. Walks out and shoots. I do. I know I kind of lean into the anti-hockey thing, mm -hmm. but I have so much respect for people who call hockey games. Oh, it's got to be the hardest. I can't imagine how difficult that is. It has to be the absolute hardest. I mean, a, the puck can move from four different sticks yeah. in a matter of seconds. The players all look the same. Right, like you're going off purely they, numbers. They've all got helmets. If you can see the numbers, they're moving so fast. The, right. The players change every 30 seconds. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And then, like, do you have to call every single time they pass the puck? Like, I don't even know how you do it. I don't even know what the, know. the regions of the ice are called. I know. Ken, What's the point? Ken Wilson's old trick was when he, he couldn't figure out who the player was or exactly how to describe something, he'd say, and there's eight minutes to go in the second period, one one nothing, or whatever <laughs> the score was, and that would buy him about five seconds to get back to figuring out what was going on. Have you? It's you, a nice little technique. Yeah, you've called, I mean, you've called, like, football games before, right? Yeah. Like, have you, did you ever call hockey games No, at all? thank God. I yeah, couldn't do it. God. So I just football, did you call basketball, though? Uh, I did, yeah, one day at the uh, high school shootout. They used to have a shootout at the Enterprise Center Arena where they'd have 10 different high school games from Got all it. over the country, top Got players. It. Yeah. There's a little of that. Yeah. yeah and that even fun. that's easier, way oh, easier. Oh, much easier. Yeah, yeah. That, that one is much more. And players are big and right in front of you. Right, right. Yeah. And then, and like, there's different size. Like, I don't know, hockey players, like, are all basically the same size. I of like, Chara. And then yeah. some shorter players, like they basically look all the same size. Uh, did you call baseball games at all ever? No. If you did, you used the minor league baseball announcer voice. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, hello again, everybody. I called the uh, Olympic Festival baseball games when the Olympic Festival was here. Yeah. Baseball's easier on the radio because if you say there's a ground ball to short, he's got it over to first in time. You know exactly what happened. Right. It's but hockey, easy. it's harder to explain exactly where they are even on the ice. Right. That's what I'm saying. You like got to do it in her, the basketball ice. on the radio too. It's kind of hard to explain yeah. exactly where the guy is. Yeah. It's like pass to the wing, but they're really yeah. at the elbow. Oh, now he's on the elbow. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. too difficult. Yeah. The yeah. the baseball and plus there's so much downtime. You know. Yeah. You can kind of mess around. Mm -hmm. I bet I, I bet that's actually probably. I'd be curious where broadcasters are on that who've called both like baseball, football, hockey, basketball, like uh, the high pace of hockey and basketball. I yeah. wonder if they prefer that where they're always talking as opposed to baseball where you kind of have to fill a mm -hmm. lot. I'd be curious on that. And of course, it's a lot different radio and TV. Different, yeah, totally. Different totally. That, uh, that's why hockey, like Chris Kerber doing that, he has to be so descriptive oh, of where the puck gosh, is, yeah. who's got it. Yeah. It's not like you can like just let it breathe at all. And you can't ever take a break to... I'm going to go get a sandwich right, right now. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the... <clears throat> Got to go to the bathroom. Nope, sorry. Right. Hang in there. Now, 590 would have kept all their tapes like a lot of stations do. Um, I forgot what tournament it was at, at uh, Enterprise, which I think it was Savas at the time. But 590 had the rights to carry all the games. 
and they got to put all their own announcers in there. And they were using, they had so many games, and they were using interns to do play-by-play of basketball games. Chops Ritter? I think Chops did one. And some of them were just so god-awful that I wish we still had the tapes of those to hear some of these people doing these games. They asked me to do it. I said, no. I'm, no, I'm not, you're make, too big. No, that. I said, I'm not going to make a fool of myself. Oh. I never called basketball before. I'm not going to get out there and make that's a fool a, of myself. It's a lot harder than you think it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. And, and if you don't think here. that's true, watch a game someday, turn the sound down, and do the play-by-play of yourself and see how long you go before you just kind of run out of steam or have no clue what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we've all done that at one point, you know, mm-hmm. like pretend to broadcast your favorite yeah. team. Okay. And, like, you can do it with your team, but then once mm-hmm. it's the other team, you're like, oh, who's that? What yeah. are they doing? Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. You just say, roof daddy. Mm, things like that. Start screaming. Jackie boy, the point in hockey is where the defensemen are in the offensive zone. Okay, so that's up near the blue line? Yeah, that's the blue line. Then what's behind the net? Is that the X? Just behind the, the net. Okay. I thought there was like a little name. Bernie's office. Is that, yeah, Bernie Federico? And he mm-hmm. had a memory like a, what, like a cheetah? Bernie, Bernie Federico got a memory like an elephant. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were all quotes from Wedding Crash. It's from Jackson's lone wispy pube. I don't know. I, the the Meatloaf one by. is certainly from that. I saw that that was on HBO Max. Doesn't it suck that comedic movies are completely dead? They've kind of transferred over to, like, superhero movies. Like, Deadpool is now the the American comedy. I mean, imagine the Adam Sandlers in the early 2000s, and then you had, you know, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. No, it's yeah. changed. I, and it is, I'm not sure you could, with political correctness, I'm not sure you can do that stuff. No co- no comedian wants to deal with the headaches or the restrictiveness no. of doing a movie, and none of the joke can actually land because right. it offends people. Right, but I just think it's all, like, morphed into different genres. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like I said, like, superhero, like, superhero, Guardians of the Galaxy is funny. Like, Superbad to me funny. is one of the best movies ever. Ever Love made. Not in, in terms of just the the writing, the character, the cat, everything. And it was super funny. And yeah. I, I, you just, could, I think you get away with most of that. I mean, yeah, that's not, I mean, there's some like, it's fine in the people like the, to do it. The homophobic stuff, probably not, but like outside of that, there's nothing really that Were bad. Were you talking about the hockey, the Pittsburgh guy? Because I thought Mike about Lang? that. I was talking about, I was thinking about that. We were talking that. about movies. I know, but I was thinking about that when he said that, and he did it on two of his things. Can you even use the word sissy anymore? Yes. Yeah, the, I don't know. The one that they were doing, like I said, the Panthers won probably 15 years ago, and you heard the Mike Lang one. That's Sidney Crosby's first goal. <laughs> so some of these are really way back Sydney there. Crosby's play? Yeah, first goal. As, uh, How long has he been playing in the league? I, when I started becoming years? cognizant of sports, he was like the best player in the league. Talking about movies, if they played Blazing Saddles in a theater, that would not people would literally drop dead in their yeah, seats. That, that, would like it was... that would not fly. No doubt about that. Yeah, you can whole... play one of the best shows ever, which you will not see anywhere. A lot of the old shows you see on streaming... You, you couldn't play all in the family anywhere. Probably not. I mean, he used words that now you can't use. He used to use the F word for uh, yeah. reference to gay people. Yeah, yeah I, the, some of those shows were, yeah, even The Office. They're always, like, they, they have to take huge segments of The Office out. And that was yeah. made in like 2004 or five. But who are the people that are really offended by it? The vocal people that annoy everybody, that you just have to, you know, please everybody. And certainly some of them were... You know, probably not in best taste. Yeah. I get that, even back then. But there's a lot of stuff today that's not in best taste. Listen to some of the music. Listen to some of the rap music. It's you hard think to... that's in good taste? You hear you heard words there that were never used 50 years ago. It's hard to compare movies that come out and try to, you know, appeal to the masses as opposed to, obviously... Well, so does music. Ge- well, in certain genre, you're... 
appealing to a certain sect of people who like that. But why music. is it okay in any genre and not okay in some others? I don't know. Different between film and music, I guess. Uh, sorry, I got text here. They've, they've, they've cleaned up TV, and music has gotten all the more vulgar. Now, I say this and complain about comedic movies being dead, but some of the TV shows that have been made and some of the great thriller movies, like, there have been some really good movies and shows that have come out since, so... You take the good with the bad, I think. You know, you lose your comedic actor, but look at all the actors and actresses we have now. Well, also, like, comedic actors are really committed to, like, a lot of comedians who were very popular in the mid-2000s, early 2010s, have, like, moved to more dramatic Like, Bill Hader with Barry, that's a very dramatic show. Yeah, Jonah Hill's moved to dramatic stuff. Seth Rogen has kind of moved to somewhat, he still does a lot of comedy, but dramatic stuff. They have, like bigger aspirations, I guess, whereas, like, in the 80s and 90s, being, like, Chevy Chase is the most popular actor in the world, and all he was was a comedic actor. It's mm-hmm. just not the case anymore. And part of that is because they don't make comedies like they used to. And the, the comedians can also have their own HBO and Netflix specials, totally. control the whole thing themselves, totally. and totally. probably make more money there than the yeah. little part that they play in a movie Absolutely. that cost them three months. Right, and, like, stuff like SNL isn't the same as it used to be, so comedy, I just, like, comedy has shifted across genres as opposed to being kind of its own Genre, but there's, I mean, a, a, a big recommendation if you like comedies, and uh, it's a little bit of a rom com, but Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron and Longshot, real good stuff, really, really I think funny. We've seen that. Really, really funny. It was kind of an underrated movie in 2019. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Jackson, basketball is hardly fast paced compared to hockey. That's from Johnny Cakes. Well, now you're just, you know, I think they're both pretty. Fast-paced that go back and forth like yeah. the most free. It's probably life. more fouling and more stoppages of play in basketball, but the actual act of the game is. Pretty fast-paced, yeah. I would say. But, hey, listen, I know you have your things. Well, Mizzou uh, doesn't play very fast-paced. Boy, howdy. That, I, and I'm, I gotta, I'm just in despair, so you know, I send say it in, it. send in your hate. Can, can we just write this off and say, yes. you have oh, well, to. at least they, they recruited well. I don't know. This is the worst ever. I think that the worst I've seen a basketball team, from what I saw a year ago, obviously, you know, you lose three or two guys to the draft, lose a ton of players. I can't get over how... I don't know if dysfunctional, maybe like too far, but it just doesn't seem like they click. Like the five oh, guys on the floor, there's like say no the continuity. Least, it's it's yeah. bad roster. A lot of guys are playing out of their roles. Sean East shouldn't be a leading scorer, nor should, nor should Noah Carter. I'm afraid we've got Conzo Martin all over again. I, uh, a good first year with somebody else's players, and then you just fall apart. No, that was Conzo's. Those were all Conzo's players. All the, all the guys who were good were all Conzo's guys. But the outside of yeah, my list, Kevin Purrier, I guess, would have been the one exception. But... And maybe Jordan Geist. But the, uh, the, the with Gates, I think you just got to I, – I, I, from a basketball perspective, I see improvements in-game from Conzo and Kim with Dennis. So. I, I, don't, I don't know how you could Watch, watching that product that's on the – Well, right, right now, now, like the roster construction right now is just, is just bad. Like they're just bad, and they don't really have a great half-court offense to suit that poor roster construction. Well, then you, then you come up with one. I, it's easier said than done. You know, if that was the case, there would be a lot more teams with you know, a ton of wins. Well, there's not many teams that go O for their conference. There's not many that it's can't bad. figure out how to win one game in a And they're going conference. to, right? Listen, in- it looks like it. They just lost a Vander. They lost Texas A&M last night. Oh, yeah. no, they I got get with it. the 19 in that game, though. What? They got with the 19 in that game. Mm-hmm. Well, I think L- they listen, got I get it. Like, like people, like, I, like, yes, I'm a huge Mizzou basketball fan, and right now I'm in despair. But I've accepted that this season's a wash. So, uh, I, like, my thought process on it is that you're not going to make the tournament. You know, winning a couple more, obviously, going winless in the SEC is brutal. 
But if you're not making the tournament, it's just, again, like a wash. I don't know. Have you, a, you shouldn't I have a little faith. I don't think there's ever an excuse for the University of Missouri to have a season like this. I agree. It's never happened before. I agree. It's ever. bad. It's as bad as it's been yeah. ever. And it's a total three, 180 from last year, which was an outstanding. I think part of that is they overachieved a little bit last year. They had great pro- – like Kobe Brown was an outstanding player from his freshman year to his senior year. The jump he made was unbelievable. That was truly awesome. And Demoy Hodge was – Lights out shooter, great defensive player, and Golston was a great ISO scorer. They have none of that this year. Well, then they you replace it. it in the portal. I know. It's Caleb Love, what was, everyone else does. Caleb Love was supposed to be that, and Gabe talked to his mailbag yesterday on Power Mizzou about, you know, like, do you, what was how close was Caleb Love to coming here? Obviously, the CBC guy who now plays at Arizona is playing well this year, and he said, from my perspective, it was all but done. I was just waiting on the response, and I didn't get it, and it never happened. So I think that they were banking on Caleb Love and didn't get it. But, that, again, that's on the coaching staff. There's no, yeah. no, it's not like this is blameless. The blame is on Gates and his staff. So I get it. Trust me. I'm in despair. I'm not going to spend any more time. I just I, – I, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I watched most of that Illinois game. <clears throat> I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I had never seen a more disjointed, unorganized group of players – in any Mizzou basketball game that I'd ever watched, it was just horrendous. I know. I was there. Was the, the offense is take a three-pointer. Oh, we didn't make it. Okay. <laughs> that, that's the whole offense. That's it. Do you even practice? What are you doing practice? You don't bad. work on anything? Yeah. At least you're not going to have to see just a devastating tournament loss in which I feel like Illinois is about to experience. You know, that's we do that's really year. looking for a bright side on a horrendous <laughs> season. At least we don't have picture. to lose in the tournament. <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture for you guys. Maybe you got players that don't listen to the coach and they know they're not going anywhere, so I'm just going to try to pad my stats. I'm just going to jack up threes. It no, looks like- not, that's not what the offense is. There's just, it's passive. There's not guys being aggressive. That's the problem. I wish that was the case. I wish guys were out there. I wish Tamar Bates was looking to score. 40 a night, but it's just passive and bad. It sucks. It's I'm very upset about it. I've been kind of quiet about it this year because I'm quite upset. But I do not believe that firing Gates is the right answer. Not when you have a top 10 recruiting class next year. That's it's just that. And but it's all about the portal. If you can kill in the portal this year, all mm-hmm. faith restored. You better I get, hope, I get, you, better I hope you can hang on to those guys. Because if you're a recruit and you're going to one of the worst teams in the country, you might have some second thoughts. Right, but it's so cyclical. Like last year, they were one of the best teams in the country. It's 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 totally cyclical. You can go back and forth. When you're a school like Mizzou, obviously, if you're Kentucky or one of the Blue Bloods, it's probably not going to be the case. But it's like Arkansas is having a terrible year this year. They went to the Elite Eight like three or four straight years. It's just how it goes. It's cyclical. And especially now with the portal being the wild, wild west, you can change in overnight. So Well, they did change overnight. They went from pretty good to horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. People love. Mm, um, now I'm getting my anger up. Okay, now, now <laughs> here comes the dauber. Now I'm getting my anger up. This is people, real Schadenfreude, and I hate it. I hate it. Why can't they're really coming at you? Are they? Why can't Why can't we all have some love? What about love? I just I'm so tired. He's of, the like, one they tried to get and went somewhere else. Caleb Love, yeah. Yeah. But it's I just where's yeah where's the love? But that's a well, double. People get, people get frustrated when you're horrible. People oh, have I short memories in college sports. They do. They want to at least be competitive. I agree. I agree. No, trust me. I'm, there's nothing about me that's like trying to like fade this and be like, oh no, this isn't that bad. No, it's terrible. There's yeah, no doubt about it. But it's, it's been a, it's been a horrendous year or so just in sports in general around here with the Cardinals horrible. Football, Blues baby. Didn't, Mizzou. Didn't Mizzou is about the only bright spot in football. Well, you look at Billiken t- basketballs off. Mizzou basketballs horrible. But the calendar year of 2023, you had ton of wins in basketball for Mizzou and a tournament appearance and then 11 wins in football. That's about as good as a year for Mizzou as they've had in forever. So, 
Well, I think Travis isn't the most overrated <laughs> oh, no. state employee. Let me get the gloves. Let me get the gloves. Oh, is it a state. private? Oh, it's a private okay. school. He's okay. not he the most EDF group hot take <laughs> oven mittens are coming out. Hang on, EDF group. group. Hang on. Hang on. He has no vision of where this university is going at all, dude. They should have made the tournament at least twice by now. He makes $3 million and can buy out like 8 or $10 million. It's mm-hmm. asinine. They need a full reload for SLU basketball, and I'm talking top to bottom. Battle Hawks and uh, City made the playoffs. Think about that. Man, God, our city. <laughs> <laughs> when the Cardinals and Blues are down... And Mizzou and St. Louis U hoops are down. To me, that's a that's it's a cold hor- winter. It's a horrible year. It's a cold winter. Mm-hmm. It's a cold, especially when the Blues haven't played in what six days and won't play again until yeah. Saturday. Well, Car- matinee affair, Doug Sabers. When the Cardinals are a last place team, and you got to deal with that from April till the end of September, that makes it a rough year. For I don't. We already leveraged sports mm-hmm. wise. Can anybody explain to me, like, logically how they lose 90 games and they're coming back the next, this year That's and they're supposed favorite. to win the division? I, I'm, I'm being <laughs> serious. How is that remotely possible? And I realize the Brewers lost a couple pitchers. I realize the Cubs haven't done too much outside of getting a manager. The Reds and Pirates are the Reds and Pirates. I get all that, but... Reputation. To say you would win 15 or 16 more games this year than last year, yeah. I, do, I don't understand what that... Am I missing an addition... Am it's I just reputation under, of the organization, I think. I, I, I It shocked me that they're supposed yeah. to win 85 games and win the, the Central. A terrible division. Again, I, I realize that. but I think it's because Ooh. we have the best fans in baseball. Got, I think our fans give us four or five wins. Or what's our fan war? They better give us like 20. Got, I think our fan war and whiff is probably 5.5, 5.6. Mm-hmm. So you get yeah. a full stadium the in best. there. I'm sure it's the best. Yeah. Fan war is an outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> outstanding. What's our fan? 4.5? Yeah, 4.5 to 5.5. And that's Doug. You're talking a landslide victory right. over pound for pound. Team. The fan war for the St. Louis Cardinals might be the best player in the league. Man, we really should do. Is there any kind of math we could possibly do? Don't on give that, them ideas. Right? They'll come up with something for themselves. How can the fans even affect the outcome of a baseball game? In basketball, you can scream during a free yeah, throw. Momentum is real. Football, you can yell when they're trying to come up with a third down play call and audible. Your fans can yell. I, I'm not sure what you can do in baseball to it. To affect it. Yeah, because I guess you get real fired up when your team is on the field and the player's at the mound, but that's going to mess up the pitcher. So, like, I don't, I, you're right. Like the wave. How about the wave, Doug? Well, now that could be a game changer because I'm a big fan of the wave. <laughs> and helmet notches? And the Macarena. Yeah. What about the power play dance? I do the power play dance oh, when I God, go. Oh, God, it's so bad. I absolutely do the power play dance. Oh. How can you not do it? I refuse. I Why? Do it. Is it you look like a fool? You're too big for the power play dance? I don't like the wave, but I, I do. I do. I have a few hockey games I go to. I'll, I'll absolutely you. you do that. These are the texts that I absolutely love. Bring and it, Plazzy. Bring the I'm heat. I'm not bashing the, the 636. On. This is kind of the, the fan blind, like the blinder that they. <sighs> mm-hmm. And this is true, though. It said they blew 28 ga- saves last year, which is 100% true. It was asinine. It was ridiculous. Yeah. They did blow 28 games. They cut that in half. There's your 14 wins. What about on the other side of the foot, games we stole from teams, yeah. that those teams can use those games and go, well, if we would just would have won that. Yeah, well, there's a, a loss. Scale. Like, you, you can't play that game. And I realize they will not probably blow 28 saves this year. But they also are going to lose games this coming year that they probably mm-hmm. won last year. So, like, that, that math evens out. So I'm not bashing 636. I appreciate the text. 
But I don't think that's how baseball and math works, is if you just blow half the games and go, you're not going to gain the 14 games. Seasons happen a lot differently. We didn't have enough in the bullpen anyways yeah. to cut those saves and ha- or blown saves and well, half. You blow so. saves and still win the game. I mean, you go many give. You're up by two. You give up two runs. That's a blown save. Then you win it in the bottom of the ninth or you yeah. win it in extra innings. That's, I suppose it would be, yeah. Mr. Siders, by the way, I do have your phone number. Mr. Siders. Give it out. It's 636 area code. I'm not going to give anything out. But I'm telling you what, I got your number. You're this close to taking receipts. I'm not giving it out. We can't do that. Well, a blown save is is not a fluky stat, especially the way the game is played today. You've got to nail it down at the end. It's all about relief pitching from about the fifth inning on, and the Cardinals didn't have it. But it's not like you're taking your starter out in the eighth and putting your reliever in the ninth. It's like it, it how you take it's when you take out your pitcher. If you take him out with six innings, yeah. and got, like it's but, all of that. It's not just one pitcher blowing a save. It's how, how you use pitchers each week. Without looking at the stats, I suspect the teams that were in the playoffs finished first place probably had the fewest blown saves of any of the other teams in baseball. I think, Doug, that's a take that I can get behind. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you bring all of this up because the Athletic has just done their MLB off-season grades. Which teams failed and which teams passed? This okay. Tim Britton, Grant Brigsby, and Aaron Gleeman. Good guys. Uh, I'm going to go around the dais. How would you grade the Cardinals off-season this year? I'll start with you, Doug. You want a letter grade? I would love a letter grade. Oh, uh, you mean this this offseason? That's right. No, and last offseason. Which, teaser, which team are we talking about? <laughs> nice the Cardinals? Louis, the baseball Cardinals. The okay. Are you Ken Wilson? Okay. Uh, I'll give it a C plus. Okay. Plowhawk. I'll give it a C minus. All right. Iggs? Uh, well, they did. They said they're going to do. They did a lot of moves. They had to pick up three starting pitchers, and they had to bolster the bullpen. Granted, they're not huge names, but uh, I, I'll give them a B minus for effort. B minus. KG? D. D. Wow. I'm going to go D, but I went C minus just based upon the amount of signings. Well, the Athletic gave them a grade of? I bet B plus. A C. Okay. They got a C. They said that the offseason needs were front-end starting pitching, back-end starting pitching, and a closer. They completed two of those three, according to the Athletic. Their 2024 payroll estimate is $183 million compared to last year's payroll of $176.6 million. The Athletic writes, rebuilding the ragged rotation was clearly the Cardinals' offseason focus, and they moved very quickly to sign 34-year-old Sonny Gray and 36-years-old Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson to provide veteran stability. The trio combined to make 97 starts and eat 560 innings last year, but Lynn had a 5.73 ERA, while Gibson had a 4.73. Mm-hmm. I believe my... in all, they signed nine pitchers, I think. Yeah. Well, but you like... can't say they didn't do what they said they were going to do, two out of three. They said they needed a front end and a back end. Well, they got a front end. They got uh, a guy who finished second in the Cy Young, and they got two guys in the back end. Yeah. They got Closer Helsley back. Helsley's good when he's healthy. The guy yeah. they got from the Rays, I think, is really good. The relief pitcher, I've never heard of the half-think guy that they signed. I don't like the inning eater signings. You're basically saying this guy's terrible, mm-hmm. but he's also terrible, but he doesn't miss a lot in the season. He can so still like, batting practice for a long time. Yes, this is a healthy trash pitcher instead of an mm. injury-prone good pitcher. Well, what's like, the other me, option? Good players. Um, <laughs> that costs money, man. That costs uh, a lot uh, of money. There's, there it is right there. <laughs> Spend money. <laughs> They're Spend spending money more than the, last year. Spend I, I, money the right way. Right. I, I think that, like, they catch themselves like with the Dexter Fowler, the Cecil, the Andrew Miller. They just have. We got Matt have the, Carpenter again. 
Yeah, I forgot. I actually forgot about that one. Tejan brought it up. Maybe I'll change it mine B plus. There it is. I actually <laughs> changed mine to a D. Um, <laughs> they him as a bench coach, basically, and somebody that can give him a rah rah in the locker room because nobody else can do that. Yeah. So mainly, what we signed is guys who are going to eat innings for you, but probably give up a lot of bombs. I mean, that's not just guessing. That just look at Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. They had, the, I think, they were top five in hits given up and home runs giving up as well. Granted, Gibson did have 15 wins on a really good Orioles team. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how we're winning 15, 16 more games with this roster. But I do give them a C- minus for effort because, like Doug said, they signed like eight pitchers. And it's they're not killing themselves down the road. 100% don't have All short terms. Yep, I like that. The Matt Carpenter two aren't going to get insufferable, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when it comes. They did make a trade so they gave up a uh, relief pitcher for some cash. How would you like to be a player that you got traded for just cash? They don't even want another player for you. They just I don't want think you money. care what you get traded for as long as you got a better opportunity to probably so, stick yeah. in the major leagues. I think he only pitched two games and struck out four in two games. Babe Bruce got traded for cash. Yeah, that is true. So I guess that's what you tell the player. Mm-hmm. You and Babe Ruth. Have they ever put out, you know, they'll put, uh, he signed for five years for $250 million. They ever put out what the cash is when you get back? It's always cash considerations. How do you figure out what the consideration is? Will you consider. Forty bucks. Uh, we'll let you know. We're gonna come back with thirty. I mean, I they know. never give out a mountain. What you get for this player? See, I like the Bobby Witt. What Kansas City did, Bobby Witt, and I hope we do that with Jordan Walker next year. Yeah, where'd the Royals get all this money? I, I, if you look at the contract, Doug, it's he has three opt outs. So my guess, it, it's more like I guess like a six-year, hundred and eighteen million dollar deal before that first opt out, to where he could obviously make more money depending on arbitrate or like depending on how. Um, you know, the contract go in the future. And he they, has the opt-out, so not the He team. had the opt-out. So the team is on the hook for this if he The team is on the stay. hook for, like I said, the first six years, I think, and then there's an opt-out every other year. Why would Kansas City sign anybody? You're not going anywhere. Well, they're trying to. Well, they're getting a brand-new stadium, and they need a centerpiece for that. Yeah. Am I correct on that? Yeah, he's a great young player. He is a, he's, I think, the first player in a very long time to do the 40, I think, I thought it was 30-plus home runs or 20-plus home runs, the... 40 steals and 10 triples, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. That's pretty and damn he's good. he's very young, too. He's mm-hmm. 21 or 2 now. So Jordan Walker could maybe get one of those nice lucrative deals next year if he has a full season. Yeah, that's kind of what uh, the conversation around is, is like, you know, if you're going to do that for Bobby Webb, wouldn't someone like Jordan Walker be a prime candidate for something like that? He's Especially gotta if he's got to have a big year first. I think yeah. 25 and 80 ain't going to get you. For him, for his age, he'll 20, be 22 at the time at the end of next year or this coming season. Yeah. That that's enough for me to go all in. We haven't had a guy like this, Oscar Tavares, rest in peace. But we, you know, obviously didn't get that opportunity with him. Pujols, Pujols, yeah, obviously I'm missing an obvious one. But they don't need to, and I know they never need to when they do that. But you know, when you're going to lose Goldschmidt's contracts, you have a little bit of money to spend next year. Um, Lynn's gone, Gibson's gone, so you're going to need two more pitchers. I think they'll use that money instead of, you know, let's give Walker. He had a great year. Let's sign him now. Don't worry. you got three years to worry about it. He's not going anywhere. You're going to need to save some money to re-sign Carpenter next year, too. That's right. I think one of the I think one of the big keys and one of the reasons they had to get guys like Lennon Gibson is they would prefer to take that money and give it to someone like Walker, use it elsewhere, and then bring up, whether it be Tink Hens, McGreevy, Gordon Graceffo, get one of the younger guy pitchers or Libertor, but I just don't think they think that they're ready. So the hope is that they are ready by next year and they don't have to allocate 
$10 million to another aging pitcher or re-sign Gibson or Lynn. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, then they're still going to be in a bad, really Same bad thing situation. Same thing all over again. Because yeah. every other, like, you got to have young pitching. I mean, what starter this year for the Cardinals come up, came up through the organization, minor leagues, all the way through? Cool. Lance Lynn actually might be the answer. Mm-hmm. Car- Carpenter's making minimum, league minimum. That's for a while, because I think Atlanta's paying most of his contract. Yeah. Well, I... Th- we shouldn't worry too much about Carpenter. I'm sure he's going to be the 24th or fifth player on the roster. 26th, yeah. It's I'm not yeah. that that like from like a straight baseball perspective, it really it really means nothing. But from a you know when you're talking about a fan base who's not really mm-hmm. thrilled with the direction the <laughs> franchise is going, and a guy who couldn't hit here at all <laughs> for the last three years he was here, I mean couldn't hit a lick. <sighs> yeah, Look. but salsa. He'll have a red salsa jacket. Salsa was he? nice. Will probably he? so. Yeah. I would think so, probably. I would think that that's probably going to be the case. Which, hey, you know what? What are you going to do? Like, that's... He's three-time All-Star. Yeah. He's a good player in his prime. Very good player. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, so I'm trying to find out a stat here real quick. And while I do that, Doug, I would love for you to tell me about that verticality in your quaff. I have reached some follicular verticality, thanks to the great people of St. Louis Hair Restoration. Well, they did me right with an yeah, FUE yeah. procedure. I was uh, I had about half a head of hair. <laughs> Most of the front half had, had waved goodbye. And they came to me and said, would you like to try a hair transplant in St. Louis Hair Restoration? I said, well, I don't know. I said, no. Come in and give it a shot. I said, well, okay, what the heck? So I did it, and uh, boy, I'm happy I did. My hair looks completely different than it did six months ago. It's been like seven months now since I had it done. The FUE procedure is where they they shave the sides and the back of your hair and the area where they're going to transplant it to, and then they take the hair grafts out from the side and the back of the hair where you're not prone to male pattern baldness, and then they move it to where you need it, and then you just sit back and you wait for it to come in, and now I got tufts of plenty. I've got wispy tufts aplenty. I mean, where's my sash? I forgot the sash. Look Not at the, the sash. sash. I'm now considered by many to be the mayor of Tough Town. And I would put that on. Here it is. Okay, there's my sash. Look at that. You could have look one, at this. Look, look at, at this. That. Look at that. that you could have one amazing. of these sashes yourself if you get yourself a nice head of hair. Dr. Polenga is absolutely outstanding in what he does. The founder, Greg Kreiling, both very nice people, products or patients of their own product. So if it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. And it does work. You're probably thinking, well, I wonder if it would even work for me. Yes, it works. They've got the technology down. It works for everybody. And it works great. Not only the FUE procedure, but even the laser cap and supplementation like that works, as it has for Jackson. That's right, yeah. Laser cap, little finasteride that I take uh, every day. I, wear, I take the finasteride in the morning, and then I wear that little laser cap six minutes a night. Super, super easy. You want to wear my sash? 
Uh, it's your sash. I don't okay. want to take away from the... Uh, all right. It would match my shirt, though, but either way... Well, I think you should try it. All right, all right. All I'll right. put it on. I, I've never worn a sash, matter of fact. Well, I hadn't either. Uh, look at it. It's all mangled what up. In the it's mangled world? up. It's mangled up. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so it's super easy to do. And then if you go into St. Louis Hair Restoration, what you what you will find is that they will give you a free hair consultation. So they'll take a look at your head, and they will tell you what the best plan forward going for it. How do you wear this damn thing? It's It's not easy. I'm not used to yeah, it's not easy. All right, all right. All right. But boy, uh, it sure looks good once you boy, get it. They give you a free hair consultation. They'll take a look at your head and say, this is what the best plan going forward for you. Here's a treatment plan that would work for you. And what you do is you mentioned TMA. If you go through with that treatment plan, $250 off. off of a hair treatment just by mentioning TMA over with our friends at St. Louis Hair Restoration. I I bet there's nobody that says, boy, I sure wish I hadn't done that. Absolutely. It's like, you know, if the people that get joints replaced and everything, they're worried about having it done. And then they go, I wish I'd done that five years earlier. I bet there's a lot of people that have the hair transplant and they go, I should have done that 10 years ago. I know that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, people get bad plastic surgeries. Yeah, I wish I'd have done this later, earlier in my life. Well, this is not plastic surgery. This is much more scientific. Well, you ask the based. question. You think anybody gets something done and says, "I wish, wish I wouldn't have done that." Well, yeah, not this. Not no, this. No, not you. Not anybody yeah. does it because it's going to work. Yeah. Just look. You got to brush that hair out of your eyes. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've, I've, I've kind of found the stats. My father texted me something interesting, and I wanted to look it up uh, about the Cardinals next year. This is from Redbird Rants. Uh, they, they were powered by Fansided, so I'm going to credit the author of this. It's not my – I didn't find these stats. Uh, let's do a quick exercise just to illustrate how this major impact could have on the Cardinals 4 as a club in 2024. Gibson and Lynn combined for 65 starts last year, while Wainwright, Rom, Libertor, Hudson, and Woodford combined for just 60 starts. The expectation is that Lynn and Gibson will fill those 60 starts they got from five pitchers in 2023. Last year, the Cardinals went 71-91. and 91. If they won 64% of the, their starts that went six innings or more with four or fewer earned runs, that means they would have won 10 of the 16 starts they got from Wainwright, Rom, Libertor, Hudson, and Woodford combined. If you look at their new starters, Gibson allowed four or fewer runs in 18 of his 19 starts. That went six or more innings in 2023, while Wynn, Lynn had 15 of those starts himself. So the Cardinals maintained that winning percentage. And those kind of starts in 2024, they would have won 21 of 33 starts from Gibson and Lynn. That's an 11-game improvement from 2023. That's too much math. It's good math, though. But that's what I say. So Can't if you're getting, argue with it. If you're, the Cardinals are winning with quality starts, and if you're getting guys who can give you quality starts, even if you know they're giving up four runs mm-hmm. in six innings, and you're winning games like that, you're getting that from two pitchers as opposed to getting it from five pitchers. Eleven more wins won't do it, though. No, you cut it. No, that's but, then again, but that's, one. Yeah, but that's again uh, operating under the assumption that like guys like Goldie and Arenado, more so Arenado, will have as bad a year as they did last year. I don't necessarily see that. And saying that like guys like. Walker and Gorman especially, but Wynn as well, won't develop at all. Like, I would just be surprised if all of the same problems that plagued them last year return. I could see some of them, certainly in the pitching and bullpen department, but offensively, I just would be surprised if they have as bad as a year. Like, parts of May and June were just dreadful. Mm -hmm. Well, if they'd leave Contreras alone and let him catch and hit every day, that'd be a good step. He was one of the best hitters in the league, second half. Yeah, he was outstanding. He really was. It's the thing is, though, he's just got, like, can he catch every single day? He really hasn't ever in his well, career. he Where can he's... if they just let him. Not every single day, but right, most obviously. days. Like a, like, a, like a major league starter's rotation. Yeah, 120 him. maybe or so. I would, trust me, like, that would make the contract so much better. If he could you know, be a legitimate good catcher. Who's the and... backup? Herrera. And he's killing yeah. it, by the way, in that 
Panama League or whatever. He's just absolutely destroying. Yeah. Is he? He's batting third, and I think he has like five home runs in four games. He looks like a stud. I'm not like saying I'm I not, have no idea anything else about him. Right. Like I'm not over here saying like, oh, don't worry, the Cardinals will be like. Obviously, there's plenty of concern. There's no doubt. But the Central is weak, and I just think improvements from some parts of the offense and then a little bit better pitching could be the difference between, you know, you know, they're only they're you know they're 20 games, you know, 71, 91, but they're only 10 games away from being 500. So. I, I don't know. I just don't see the same problems plaguing them entirely from last year. But well, hey, maybe it, I'm maybe I'm blind. It won't be the same problems, but there'll be different problems. There always are. Yeah, no doubt. Someone no doubt. will get hurt that you said, "Oh my God, how do we how are we going to replace that?" A pitcher or two will go down. It happens every single year. Relievers will go down. It just it just happens. It well, does. We have thirty mid to late thirties year olds in our rotation, so it's more than likely going to happen to us. And then who do you have? That's why I don't like the like, – they're reliable pitchers, but they're just so old. Cardinals deal with injured pitchers every offseason. Like, every spring training, you're losing a guy. Why do you hate pitchers? Every, every time in June, you're losing a guy. <laughs> I just That's I, what I they're doing know. with these high ERAs. They're pitching to contact. That used to be a good thing under Dunk. Plowsy's line <laughs> when we called him for QFTA about the Matt Carpenter signing was, I thought they were looking for – I, when I heard they were looking for strikeout stuff, I didn't know that, or, you know, swing and miss swing and stuff. I didn't know that they were talking about the players in the field and not the <laughs> pitchers. And it was just delivered way better than I just Which did. is accurate because, like, I, the Matt Carpenter thing was weird. That was, there, that was your peak. When we called you for QFTA and you yeah. delivered your little take on Matt Carpenter, you were George Carlin. Yeah, kind of just peacock walking around the living room. No, you were in the, I think you were in a, maybe the Mungin-ass waiting room, which is always oh, a pleasurable, yeah. pleasurable experience right there. It's it is. I, I had three, uh, three muffins and a drink. <laughs> I, I wonder if they wouldn't have been better off if they had traded Goldschmidt. Just get, get what you can. I would have done give, that. Give first yeah. base to Baker, who had a monstrous AAA season. Trade Contreras, if you can. Let Herrera have it, who looks like he's going to be the real deal at catcher. Then, my word, you're shaving how many millions off the I payroll know, to go out and get another quality pitcher or two. I mean, it was clear that, like, maybe not clear, but it was rumored, and there was an article in the L.A. Times, and we had the author on Bloom Party, that, like, they were possibly going to trade Arenado. Like, I think it's there, but as Tim has talked about on Bloom Party on this show a ton, it's like so much of it is tied up in what's going on with the TV money, you know? Yeah. Like, what can you do? you got to keep attendance up while also, like, not spending like crazy so you hamstring yourself in case the TV money is significantly less than what it has been. And so it's kind of like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you can't be, you know, complete sell mode and have a bad year again. And you also can't spend like crazy and hamstring yourself down the road. So it's... a brutal spot to be in, but I'm sure they're not the only team dealing with it. Hell, there's only like four or five teams spending crazy money. I have an idea which I think could be a huge, I don't know if it would be a moneymaker, but I think it would be a popular item. Turn the city of St. Louis into South Beach. No, this is for the <laughs> Cardinals. Was yesterday. You know when they did the uh, Yachty, Pujols, Wainwright triple bobblehead? Yeah. You do that with Carpenter, Gibson, Lynn, but they're into pens. Oh, how about wheelchairs? Wouldn't that be a little classier? Walkers. <laughs> with the tennis balls on the bottom? <laughs> with a pair, with a diaper on. No, then it gets creepy. I think it'd be a creepy. fun item. I, doesn't Baby New Year wear a little sash and a diaper? I think so. I'm pretty close yeah, right now. I don't know about that, yeah. I don't know that 30-year-old, 30-something-year-old people wear a lot of diapers. 
But that's the case. What are you wearing? It's a very young person. <laughs> I, I, I pee in my pants all the time. Hot. You do? No, I'm kidding. You dribble. Sometimes everyone dribbles a little. Oh, you sit when you pee. That probably you avoid that issue probably. I mean, if I thought they worked, I'd put on a diaper and I'd never go to the bathroom. I'd sit in here and pee. Well, they do work. You just get like a catheter. Yeah, if you got to really go to the bathroom and you got to pee, there's no way that's just soaking up. It's, it does. It's running somewhere. No, oh, there's it's... a chemical in there that soaks it up. Yeah, it's crazy. You can crazy. pour this chemical. I've seen it. It's a magic trick. You can pour the chemical into a glass, fill the glass up with water, and act like you're going to throw it in someone's face and nothing will come out. Really? It will all be absorbed by that chemical. And that's what's in diapers. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe I'll start wearing them. I don't have to leave to go to the bathroom. You don't think they work? You might why get, would people you might have get used them? I don't know. I don't know if you really had a long stream. It's, oh, that's no, holding I a lot of pee. If you're planning on sitting in piss for a considerable amount of time, you're going to get some sort of infection. That's what astronauts wear. They wear... They have to I wear thought diapers. they had a catheter. Remember that? No, I don't think so. Okay. Remember that story about the woman who put on astronaut diapers so she could drive without stopping from Texas to Florida to <laughs> go kill her? Yeah. Kill the guy, yeah. That's absolutely premeditated. When you're uh, bringing yeah. diaper into the party, yeah, you thought about that. That's, yeah, that's exhibit wow. A. That's exhibit well, A. Well, in Connie, you can just pull off to the side and pee. You don't have to wear a diaper. Yeah, how much time is that really set? you got to get gas. I know. Well, she was obviously uh, yeah, hell-bent. I was yeah. hell-bent. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm and, not stopping. <laughs> well, we're going to stop the 8 o'clock hour because it's 9.07 <laughs> a.m. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll have, of course, the design air heating and cooling email today. Uh, more fun with audio. And, hey, we're still looking for phone calls, 636-900-4-TMA. This is The Morning After, and it's presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.